What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloud, and thank you guys so much for listening. I am joined by our cast and crew here at Film Code. First up, repping the Cincinnati Bengals for a Christmas, early Christmas present. Mr. Nick Spain, how are you, sir? Doing well, Phoenix. Um, excited to, to be talking this movie. I feel like I was late to the party. Um, there was so much going on on Twitter yesterday that I just kind of had to scroll scroll past it, <laughs> avoid all all thoughts. I, you guys know that I like going in with no no expectations, no uh, no thoughts. So happy to kind of avoid that and finally see it yesterday, even though it was like Friday. Hey, same. I, I had that same energy. Uh, also joining us this morning, looking good as always, Mr. Zach Sneath. How are you, sir? Doing good, man. I'm uh, just really excited to get to talk about West Side Story today. Um, I have a lot to say, so um, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh, you guys will get to hear my thoughts here pretty soon. All right. And of course, joining us, you know him, I know him, the reigning, defending, universal, Code word champion himself, Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir? Doing well, Phoenix. Thanks for asking. It's good to be back. It's good to be uh, talking West Side Story. It's been a couple weeks that I've been off, but we're back and uh, happy to be here. How are you doing, Phoenix? I am superb. And yes, we are talking the new Steven Spielberg film, West Side Story. Uh, his uh, adaptation of the 1961 musical of the same name <laughs> and uh, starring Ansel Egort, Rachel Zegler, Ariana DeBose, and Mike Fast. Uh, so we, we have a lot to discuss on this, on this particular film. First, I want to ask everybody, have you seen the original 1961 West Side Story? No. So no, I have not. I saw like a um, like a theater put put on um, like a long time ago, and I think we'll get to that that later. But yeah, I'll just start with that. No, so I had no idea what happened in this story, mm. not a single idea. So when big things happen, um, is news to me. It's news to you, <laughs> Zach. What about you? Yeah, I have never seen this nor heard of it before this. I'm not really uh, big into musicals, as you guys know. So um, this was this was new for me. Um, but yeah. Okay, then I think I know how this is going to go. Okay, I am the only one here who has seen the 1961 original musical. That's a rarity on Film Code where I've seen something that no one else has seen. Uh, and normally it's the opposite. Yeah, normally it's the opposite. So this is this is rare for me. Uh, well, see, yeah. I I thought about it, honestly, thought about watching it, but then I was like, why am I? It's like watching the same movie two times. So why am I gonna do that? Might as well just go in blank slate. Well, I think you definitely should watch it now. Now that you've seen the the new one, just to eventually, see, yeah, yeah, just to see the changes. So uh, so. Everybody went in bl sort of blind, so I'm curious. Oh, what, yeah, so I'm curious, right off the bat, your overall takeaways from Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Zach, you seem anxious to get your thoughts on. I'll let you start. Um, overall takeaways, I'm gonna be honest with you. This movie really uh, spoke to me a lot. Um, I'm half Mexican. Obviously, this deals with 
Puerto Ricans um, and Caucasians in this film. And so um, this movie really spoke to me a lot because I'm half on both sides, um, half Hispanic, half white. And so this film really spoke to me in ways that really related to my life. And so for that reason, I absolutely love this film. Um, I, I, I mean, it's really going to be hard for me to say anything about bad about this film. Um, I haven't seen the original, so I, I don't know how it compares or lines up compared to it, but I absolutely love this movie. Um, for me, it's probably my favorite musical I've ever seen. Um, and that, you know, I hate musicals. So um, I, I absolutely loved everything about this, though. Nick, what about you? You good over there, Phoenix? What's I'm going great. on? I'm great. Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I've I've never seen the movie. Funny enough, I thought I saw this like performed live uh, when I was younger, and I don't remember some big things that happened. So that definitely threw a curveball in there. I thought I knew a lot more. Um, obviously, I kind of knew some of the songs, like uh, Maria. Um, when she's in the the store that song um there's one other one when they're fighting i'll you know we'll get into it later anyway but um yeah i I mean i really enjoyed it i thought it was it was really good as far as the the music the like filmmaking as far as like those aspects go we really enjoyed that um yeah won't say too much without getting into spoilers though nathan what about you sir this is one of the best movies of the year. And anyone who is going to score this low uh, is either nitpicking to the extreme or film just isn't for them. I, I don't, and I might be setting you up here, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. We, we review movies as a hobby and we love doing this. And I would like to think we're more than just general moviegoers. I, we would have more to critique about this film than a lot of folks. And I don't have anything to critique with this, at least generally. Um, this was outstanding. I'm not a huge fan of the music. That's not to say that it wasn't great because it was. It was well put together. I think the choreography was fantastic. I don't think Cancel Edgar has a good voice, despite hearing what everyone else says. Um, but the songs were not catchy to me. I was way more invested in the story than the songs. And it was the point where, like, when they would start singing, I'd be like, okay, let's let's wrap this up. I want to see more of the story. <laughs> um, but that's just a personal thing for me. I still think the music was great overall. This is one of the best movies of the year, and I'm sure Phoenix is going to have something bad to say about it. So why don't you just go ahead, Phoenix, and get it out of the way? <laughs> Okay, um, we actually agree on a lot of things. I want to start that right there. But one of the things that we agree on is that this is one of the best movies of the year. We absolutely agree on that. But <laughs> uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I've seen the 1961 West Side Story. And maybe that gives me, you know, a different different viewpoint on this uh, particular film. We'll get into that later. But uh, 
it is a dramatic i can i cannot stress it is a dramatic improvement over the 1961 film like beyond it is so much better <laughs> like so so much better than the 1961 film um that being said west side story in my opinion is simply not a good story oh, okay. <laughs> like, like that, right. that's that's where i'm at with it like west side story as a story is just not it's not that interesting it's not that exciting it's not really that strong of a story um you know like the the messages of it like i've never really been able to get behind it now seeing both versions of the film and i've saw and i've seen uh stage versions as well the story itself and i've actually been in the stage version of west side story so i've had a long history with this who did you play with this um i played one of uh bernardo's gang you know one of the nameless <laughs> members of Bernardo's one of the gang. nameless sharks exactly so like that that you know what i'm saying that's my impression with this story and it's just not it's not a strong enough story in my opinion it's just a little bit eh, <laughs> like where i stand but i think what steven spielberg did here is he brought some life some vitality some some a beautiful beautiful color and and costuming the pacing of this story is so much better than the original so a lot of things that he did here were were tremendous that i really love but the story itself is is it's west side story and west side story is just not a good story <laughs> and see i just i just had to disagree like, I just, <laughs> like I just have to disagree um i mean i think obviously there's parts of the story that are a little uh i wouldn't say like janky but kind of awkward as far as like just pacing goes i don't blame the movie on that at all like you're adapting a movie you can't really like you're you're either gonna do one of two things if you change the story dramatically like you're either gonna piss off a lot of people or you're not. So I think the parts that they they changed just based on me reading it were were good. Uh, but I disagree. I, I really liked the story. Um, you know, something that I, I think that this movie did really well was make you feel and understand and like many different types of of characters. Like usually in these kind of like rivalry movies, you're always on one person's side but with this like they made you feel both sides like bernardo um riff like tony like they made you they gave like it's not shaking your head (laughs) they made you feel everybody like there was nobody that i disliked in the movie because they made everybody like feel have their moment so i don't know what you're talking about phoenix because you're it's okay i'll explain later go ahead (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying like there was nobody that i disliked i liked the the shared screen of of everything well let's just let's just talk about spoilers let's just do it (laughs) 
we're, we're on we're on the we're on the topic. We're literally on the topic. We're just dancing around it now. We're breaking the seal. We're talking spoilers for West Side Story. I don't need to get anyone's approval on it. We are breaking the seal. We're talking spoilers. If you haven't watched West Side Story yet and you don't want it spoiled, please pause it right now. And we are going in three, two, one. Okay, Phoenix, let's go. What don't you like about the yeah, story? What, the, what did what the you hell, profusely, profusely disagree with Nick about that? Okay, so just a few things, right? Um, okay, this is a story about two rival gangs, the Jets and the Sharks, right? And the same issue that I have with the 1961 version I have with this one which is I personally find gangs, street gangs to be the dumbest thing ever imaginable, like ever in the history of our culture, street gangs is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Right. And so like uh, the, the cons, the, the issue that I have here is, and what I think they did do better in this one is that what are they fighting over? They're fighting over nothing. They're fighting over something that they don't own. And they even mentioned that in this movie, like you don't own this. Like once, once Lincoln Center is here, you're gone, you know what I'm saying? Like you're literally gone. So what are you fighting over? It was so stupid. That, and that to me is something that I think they did a little bit better in this version, but it is still one of the dumbest things ever. Street gangs is it's just stupid to me. So just but because not, they didn't, and just because you disagree with the historical, factual. No, no, I'm not saying that group just, of no, group I'm, that has been no, that's, around that's, that's, for. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Sounds what like what you're saying. This movie didn't invent street gangs. No, obviously, obviously not. What I'm saying is that's that's just a principle that I have that I think is just really ridiculous. But what I'm saying here is that there's no real stakes okay like there's no real stakes here um these these two people are, get killed what do you mean there's I no know real they, stakes i know that's that's killed. real stakes that's what i'm saying they get killed over nothing so you want me to care about people who die but see like, like, <laughs> like just because it's nothing to you doesn't mean it's it's, it's something and, and, and to them and like they never, and they don't do enough to make me care about why this matters to them that's all that's all I'm saying. <laughs> what would you have liked them to do? Um, well, I mean, like you said, you're working from an adaptation, right? So there's not much you can change it, 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 as as far as the core story. Obviously. I disagree. Well, I disagree. I mean, you know, you could, but it wouldn't be the same story. Um, so in that it sense, would be East Side Story. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like in that sense, uh, like obviously I can't get mad at that, but I know watching the 1961 version for the first time, like last year, one of the things that just really irritated me was, was how the, how the jets were handled, right? The jets were just throwaways, like, like, in turn, like, like these, they were garbage. They were human garbage in this one. They're still human garbage, but you can understand a little bit of where they're coming from. And, and I think they did that exceptionally, exceptionally better this is one of the one of the, again, dramatic improvements that they made on, on this film. But overall, I don't understand. I, I disagree wholeheartedly where you're coming from here. I think it's very evident within the first 10 minutes where their conflict lies. I mean, the Jets are racist. Okay. They especially during that time where this time the movie's supposed to take place racism was accepted 
and mm-hmm. was taught and was people were proud to be racist. Now, of course, that is not okay on any <laughs> level, but the time that this film takes place, it was culturally accepted and honestly rewarded that you were racist, right. Right. especially being in, you know, the Jets situation. And then the Sharks come in and they have every right to think that this is their home now too, their land, sure. They're going to get kicked out of that area eventually once the building is complete. I understand that, but it's more of America is their home now too. And they are not welcomed and they are actively being stereotyped and um, I'm losing my uh, verbiage here. Yes, targeted Mm -hmm. by victims of racism. So, of course, they have every right to fight back and defend themselves. Absolutely. And this is evident in the first scene where Mm -hmm. the Jets go and they paint over the mural of their flag. So to me, when you talk about stakes, I mean, being a victim to not only racism, but being told you can't be in your own home, in your own land and being constantly bullied and having to fear to travel alone outside of a group because you don't know what could happen to you. Um, Really, I mean, I I totally agree with Nick that you can see everyone's perspective, but really the Jets are the antagonists of this story, at least for what drives the story forward initially because of their absolute racism. Also, too, is that, I mean, what what do the Jets have to live for, right? Mm -hmm. They... They, they explain that their, their moms aren't there. They don't care about them. Their dads are either drunks or don't care about them. The only place that, that they've lived, everybody's moved out and is getting destroyed. So basically, I feel like they have this world, everybody versus them mentality, and they kind of take it out on them. And I mean, what? They're, 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 they have nothing going for them. They don't have jobs, I assume. They don't, you know, um, they don't have anything going for them. And I think I agree with Nathan. Like, literally in the first scene, you can tell the stakes when the, you know, the detective treats the Jets different than the Sharks just because of of their race. So I, I disagree, but... Go ahead, Phoenix. I know you're you're chomping at the bits. Well, I'll just I'll just say this real quick. Like, I think everything you guys said is 100 percent true. I think my art, my uh, disagreement comes from just how it was executed. Um, I just don't care for any of these characters at all. Like, I I get that. And, and like I said, maybe maybe I'm 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 looking at it from the 1961 version, which I admit is much worse much worse. And in, in that case, they did not do a great job of endearing these characters to you. Here, I do think they do it one a lot better, like a lot better. And you're right about the Jets. You get that in that first se- scene where, you know, so you really get where they're coming from. And then they do it again later with a scene that was not in the original 1961 version where they're at the police station and they do that song to the detective. Right. Yeah. Like that, again, so was like, that was that song in the original then, and it, it, it was just not. changed 
Okay. It was okay. Not, like it might have been it might have been a song that they did, but like they didn't put it in the movie. It didn't make the cut of the movie. Okay. So okay. so yeah, so like that was great. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really, really brought forth their story and and more of who they were. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? My argument is probably based off of the 1961 version. So I'll get out of that. I, I do think the Jets were handled a lot better uh, this go around. They were handled a lot better. It's just that the idea that, like, I know what he's talking about, racism and, and you know, this sort of feel of, like, it's being, it's obviously accepted around this time. I get all of that. It's just, it's such a basic thing to, to, to your character. Like, that's all your character is. Your character is just purely racist. And to me, I was just like, purely racist and disregarded by your parents. And that's the extent of your characters. And like, and here's the thing, I might've cared a little bit more if we got more from the Jets and the Sharks other than Riff and Tony and Bernardo. You know what I'm saying? If we knew the other guys, I might've cared a bit more, but because I literally don't know anyone else's names outside of those guys. I don't think anybody else has names. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. So like, to me, I think that's just a fundamental flaw of the story. It's just, I don't know anyone outside of your main characters to care about what their stakes are. And for you to start a gang violence war that everyone participates in, and I only know three people's names, I just don't care. <laughs> well, let's let's change subjects. Let's talk about something different. So Zach, did you have anything? You yeah, I was going to say, say before, before we move on, but I think we beat, <laughs> beat the dead horse and got, circled ourselves around for, for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, I, I really kind of side with uh, Nick on this. And Phoenix, I understand that your perspective is different because it's hard for you to not to just like forget the 1961 version and how it made you feel. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't sound like you had a great time with that movie. So just crazy because didn't it win like 10 Oscars? It did. Yeah, but in 1961, wow. so I kind of... Yeah, so, <laughs> and I want to say this to Phoenix's point. Um, I, so last, I, I've been raving about this movie. I've been telling everyone, <laughs> I love this movie. And I went back to search for a song last night at my friend's, because she is from Nicaragua. And I'm like, you know what? She's going to, she'll understand this. Like, and so I, I was going to play the song America. I love that song. Yes. Um, that was, oh my God like that was beautiful to me and so i i went to go play the song america but it wasn't it was not the 2021 version originally that was playing and i heard the 1961 version and i immediately apologized for what we were listening to it was my ears were bleeding my ears could not take it I, so i get where phoenix is coming from if he's seen the 1961 version anyone who's seen the 1961 version i am so sorry to be honest like it i that music i don't need to know the rest the music alone is like terrible compared to 2021 <laughs> their voices are like screeching like it is it is awful um i, I just I'm find sorry. that surprising I knowing know that it's oscars but man geez it <laughs> It was bad. I apologize to my friend. My friend was like, I don't even want to see this right now. I said, no, I promise you, it sounds so much better. And then I found the 2021 version and played it and she's good now. But yeah, go. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do agree. Um, yeah, obviously the bigger issue of this story really isn't about the gangs. It's about racism in America at that time period. 
and what you know what it you know the fact that you should be an american regardless of you know your skin color basically like everyone here is an american and so i i really love the story it touched me in in so many ways in that regard so that's all i have to say about it really but yeah i agree um the overall arching story of this was was really uh beautiful i think the biggest problem that i have is just the unrealistic aspect of the love between our two leads. That's really all there is. Yes. That's that's now now <laughs> I want to make myself perfectly clear. I really enjoyed this. I the first thing I said about this was it's one of the best movies of the year. But that doesn't mean it's not without its flaws. And this isn't just this 2021 version, it's both. It's any adaptation of this. Um look, I get love at first sight. I get, you know, being so in love with someone that that's all you think about constantly, especially that first couple of times you're with them. I trust me. I understand that. However, the insane amount of passion and just uncoherentness that goes on between our two leads, it's extraordinarily unbelievable. Like I, I, I can't put into words how unbelievable it is. Like they see each other for the first time at the dance and they talk and they hit it off and maybe they fall in love right there. But the, everything that plays out afterwards between Tony going for her, it is, I, I said to myself several times, this is ridiculous. Like I, no one has ever been in love with someone this much this quickly is the key to go ahead and do this and it even goes to the point where later on again we're talking spoilers later on the the day after the day after they meet tony kills maria's brother and maria (laughs) defends him yeah she's mad at first she's mad at first but then you know they love it up and then she defends him. This is your brother. Maybe Maria and him disagreed a lot. We saw a little bit of that. You know, I get siblings fight. I get it. But for this man you met yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, to defend him after killing your brother. Yeah. I'm sorry. I Now, again. It's a great movie. I get it. No, the love interest way too unrealistic. Way too unrealistic. I, I have something to say. So <laughs> I I agree with you, Nathan. Yeah, it is unrealistic. However, I think, and I know I know you already said overall you you think this is one of the best movies of the year. So I'm I'm not saying that you you don't like the movie anything like that. Um, and you really enjoyed it. You said so. But I think overall, when we're looking at that, when we're looking at the street games, when we're looking at things like this and we're like, you know, I don't like this about this story. Well, I think what we have to take away, though, is like we are zooming in way too close on what what that scene's about. Right. Like, you know, like and here's what I mean by that is in the story. Like, yes, like they fall in love in, in a day. Yes, that's unrealistic. I understand all that. I 100% agree with that. However, the overall arching, the or the overall arching story that they're trying to tell in that 
is that love makes you do crazy things, right? And that, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's the overall I, I, I message of that scene. It's it's not it, it's not about the fact, I mean, I agree. I think it's stupid. I, I don't agree that <laughs> anyone falls in love that quickly within a day. I mean, even I was asking my friend and, and you know, everything. I was like, hey, if, if someone, you know, killed your brother, if he killed your, if he killed your brother, what would you do? And she was like, um, family first, duh. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how long you've been with someone. <laughs> like, so even for me, like that, that scene where, where that happens, I'm like, okay, that's a little far. But I think the point that really they're just trying to drive across is like, when you're in love with someone, like it is so hard when you were blindly in love like that to just like not figure things out. And I mean, I don't think it should go as far as forgiving someone for killing your brother. Um, certainly not. But I think that's really the I mean, the message they're trying to drive home there really I I I feel for that. So there's there's a breaking point, right? Like going yeah. into enemy territory, a place where you know, now you're going to get killed for even just being right. in their, you know, apartment complex. That's, that's love makes you do crazy things. Climbing <laughs> up to her window, sneaking into her room. That's love makes you do crazy th things. To defend someone you, that was a stranger 36 <laughs> hours ago for killing your brother is is unjustifiable <laughs> it is unjustifiable and oh. i'm sorry that is that is not a problem with this spielberg movie no. it's a problem with the play in general yes. i don't know how they would have done it they, they should have either done one of two things and i understand these two things would change the story drastically i understand that mm -hmm. they should have made the timeline longer than two days mm -hmm. a couple months even would would make it a little more believable or um, they make it so that she does not take his side. They make it so that Maria does not take his side mm -hmm. and makes it so that she turns against him because of this, because that is 100% realistic. I want to say when I saw the 1961 version, that was something that really ticked me off. And all I was thinking was in this one, it was like, please change that. Please just tell me they changed it. That's all I begged for. And of course they did. <laughs> right. And I don't know why I thought they would but I, I wanted it. And so when I didn't get it, I was like, oh God, here we go again. But the more I sat with it, I'm, I'm with Zach on this. Uh, the more I sat with it, yeah, the love makes you do crazy things thing. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying if, if you're listening to this, if someone kills your brother and you, you love them after a day to forgive them, that's that's not the message here that I'm trying to give out. That, that, that has, no, I absolutely disagree with that. So no, that, that's not the point. I just think that overall the theme of what, what they're trying to portray in that scene is really what they're, they're wanting to do. Not, it's not necessarily about the fact that they met a day ago. I mean, anyone, anyone who, I mean, anyone, you don't even have to be logical. Like there, you don't have to be logical to understand you. You're not going to forgive someone you just met yesterday for killing your brother. I mean, yeah, yeah. Happy well, to know that I'm the ethical one here. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the way that I look at it. Right. Obviously, it it was rushed and and everything like that. But the 1961 movie was adapted from the Broadway musical, which was made before the movie. 
We are two adaptations in. And when I think about, you know, thinking back on this movie, it feels like you're watching a stage performance adapted to a movie. It feels that way. Because when we were probably 30 minutes in, there were like five scenes. There was the opening number where, you know, the Jets and the Sharks, you know, meet the cops. Right. And then we get Maria and her brother interacting in the apartment. And then, you know, we, you know, meet um, Tony's character. And then by the dance, it's the fourth scene. And that's probably the first 30 minutes of it, which is crazy because that's usually not how movies are. It feels like a stage adaptation of that. And while I agree that it is unethical to forgive somebody that quick and their love was very fast. Also, it was, you know, the 1950s, 1960s when this was made. So who knows what the social norms were back then. Right. But but I was going to say, but is that I just looked at it as this fantastical, whimsical world because what gangsters walk down the street and dance and sing and well and that's that's like, the it's the it's it's the point of the movie like that's that's what they were going for they weren't going for this and at least the, the way that i interpret it they weren't going for this realistic you know world they were going for this fantastical whimsical there's world. there's got to be this double standard though we talk all the time about how Fast and Furious takes place on Earth in a realistic world with no superpowers. That doesn't mean you can jump across two bridges and be okay. I understand that West Side Story doesn't take place in a realistic world because people aren't, you know, jumping up and down and choreographed perfectly and all have gorgeous, beautiful singing voices and snapping down the street. I I get it. I get it. My favorite movie involves people dancing on top of cars. I I get it. Right. (laughs) Which Zach, by the way, we need to talk about that. (laughs) However, I'm not saying West Side Story needs to be perfectly realistic. I'm just saying with the rules that they set, with the standards that they set within this movie, that is not realistic. That love story happens too quick. That's all I'm saying. I 100% agree. And I want to talk about a few things that I actually really liked. First off, uh, Bernardo and Anita were my favorite couple in this movie, like more than Tony and Maria. I loved their dynamic. I loved the things that they added to their dynamic with uh, her trying to force him to use English and him, him, you know, say him biting back, but him also being like very like respectful of her and stuff like that. And not as dismissive as the original. I loved everything they brought to this, this movie. And to me in the original and in this one, the, there are only two songs that are really just great. That just really stand out in America and be cool. Those are the best songs from West Side Story. Those are the best songs, both this version and the 2021 version. And in America is my favorite scene of the year. (laughs) Like it is beautiful. It is so well done, so colorful. Love the choreography. It's updated. It It is fantastic. Ariana DeBose kills it. It is, I mean, I love it. (laughs) <laughs> like i absolutely love it be right. cool and is amazing like 
what they did with Be Cool in this is 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 crazy how good it is. <laughs> I, uh, Phoenix, I want to touch on what you said because uh, that okay that that whole scene with uh, America, yeah. it, I mean, oh my gosh, like <laughs> for me being Hispanic and and listening to the lyrics of that scene to to what they're saying so good uh, oh my <laughs> gosh man like come on like <laughs> you don't get it any better than that um i know some of my friends disagree like i like i said i played this song for my friend from nicaragua she's like i don't understand why they're calling it america america is a is a i mean continent like it, it's not because it's usa for most hispanics it's not like united states it's not normally we, they don't refer to it as America, which I get. But besides that, besides that and her point, I, I personally absolutely love this scene where it talks about how in America you have to fight if, you're, if your skin is different. And then, you know, but then on the hopeful side too, you know, it goes back to, well, in America, I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm free to be whoever I want. And I absolutely love that entire scene. And one of my favorite parts... I. The choreography in this was incredible. I I, I love this. I, I love the dancing throughout the movie, um, especially um, on the Puerto Rican side of things. Um, the dresses, oh my gosh, phenomenal. The way the way that it was all choreographed and everything. I, I love that. One of my favorite parts about this was when they're boxing and he's talking about how you have to fight in America and he, you know, they they pull out the the boxing gloves and he's like doing this you know, to the pads, <laughs> and then the woman comes up, and, and they absolutely knocked this out of because they didn't have to say anything for this scene to make sense, where she comes up behind them and then punches, too. It's like, in America, women have, have a, like, they can be just like men, yeah. and the fact that it was so simple, but so, like, I mean, the, it was so, like, descriptive in what it was trying to show, I love that entire scene. It, that was my favorite scene yes. of the whole movie. It blew <laughs> the movie. It, for me, it blew, it blew everything. Every other musical I've seen after that scene, it blew everything else out the water that I've ever seen. <laughs> I love that scene. Like, I, I, I can't stop thinking about that scene in my head. So, all right, let's, let's move on to the performances uh, mm-hmm. because I believe you guys didn't talk about this while I was temporarily away. Um, to me, however you feel about Ansel Elgert, I am not going to go there. I'm just going to say, you know, there's a lot of news about him. We're not going to talk about the, that news on this show, but he does have a lot of controversy surrounding him. That's a fact. Um, he was outshined by almost every single person in this movie. <laughs> he just was. I'm sorry. I, I, I think he's outstanding in Baby Driver. I haven't seen him in anything else. He's outshined by... Everyone, everyone. And that's not to say he delivered a bad performance. No. Not at all. He actually did good. He's not a singer, but he did good. Right. Um, Rachel Zegler, Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Fast, Best. even Corey Stoll in the like three scenes he's in. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Oh, man. This, this movie will not get performance recognition from the Oscars, but it should, it absolutely should. 
Um, for Ariana maybe, DeBose, yes. Maybe Ariana DeBose wins Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> I think it's a lock that she'll get nominated. Um, otherwise, I don't see anyone getting nominated here, and that's a goddamn shame because everyone here is outstanding. Is outstanding, except for Ansel Elgort. Everyone here is outstanding. Also, I think it's crazy how... This is Rachel Zegler's first movie. And right. not going it's through a lot cast, of their first movies. I was yep. gonna say going through the cast, it's a lot of people's first movies. Also, I am shocked that nobody has has mentioned this because when I found this out, I just thought this was the coolest thing ever. How Rita Moreno was yes. Anita in the first movie. Yes. Like, <laughs> how freaking cool is that? That they like bring her back and put her in a new role. Yes. Like I just and thought she that still, was... and she still killed it. And she still killed it. With the few scenes that she had too. Um, I love that you brought that up because that is outstanding. It's outstanding. It's it's <laughs> such a it's such an awesome nod to her. And it is. I love that she played a different character, that she was able to play a different character. I think that's yeah. so cool. Right. And I don't know how much Valentina plays a big role as far as the original movie. Phoenix can only answer that. She's not in it. She they literally created this role just for Rita. Moore, and right? see, I love that. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's cool. <laughs> love it. That is that is so cool. I wish they would would do that more. But yeah, I mean, I think just browsing on Gold Derby as as we speak for Rachel Zegler to be seven for Best Actress, I think is is a shame. I mean, I haven't seen Being the Ricardos, The Lost Daughter, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, or Parallel Mothers, which are all in front of her. I don't I don't know, but I feel <laughs> like she did fantastic in this. As far as supporting actress, um. Okay, Ariana DeBose is four. We, we, we can we can <laughs> we can take that, especially um, oh Rita Moreno's four or seven. So you know we can we can take that as as well. I'll be interesting to see where um, Riff is because I believe he won. Yeah, he's not even on here. Um, there there uh, is Mike Fast is thirteen, which is crazy yeah. because his character won Best Supporting Actor in the nineteen sixty two. He Oscar, was, but he wasn't, and even he in. was. He was outstanding. He was outstanding. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, um, he was my favorite performance. I'm not saying it was the best, but he was my favorite performance coming out of this movie. I think also Ariana DeBose, of course, was was fantastic. Rachel Zegler and David Alvarez, that whole, you know, unit living in the same apartment. Those three were all an absolute acting clinic. But Mike Fast was my favorite of of. The performances because you could tell you know the heartbreak that he had and the the grittiness tough guy that he had um it's a it's a shame that he's probably not going to get nominated for an oscar i'm not saying it's a strong enough performance to win this time around um but at least it nominated. seems like su- at least supporting actor seems like a weak year this year once again um so i i would love to see him slide in there i mean supporting actor for me just quickly is such an interesting category because I mean, I don't think anybody's a front runner as far as, as no. that. Anybody could get <laughs> nominated. Anybody. Who, who does Gold Derby say is right now? So Gold Derby has um, Cody Smith and McKee McPhee for Power of the Dog. Uh, Kieran no. Hines, which is an absolute. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto, Bradley oh, Cooper, Richard no. Jenkins. Oh, our top five. Disgusting. Then that's Jamie disgusting. Doran, which is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Because that we we're not gonna get into that. We're gonna move on. We're gonna get the performances here angry. are great, and and Rachel Zegler, um, 
what a bright future for, for all of them, of course, because they're all relatively young. Um, but I, I'd love to see Rachel Zegler get a leading role in another big movie because right. she absolutely deserves it. I want to say I want to say this about Ariana DeBose. Uh, I saw her originally in a movie that came out last year, uh, another musical called The Prom. Not sure if any of y'all watched it. Uh, it was what do you a think? Terror. What do you it think a, that? What do you think the answer to that is? Of, of course, but it, of it was course. a ter- it was an absolutely terrible movie. <laughs> like I want to stress, it it had an all star cast. Nicole Kidman was in this. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Keegan yeah. Michael Key. Yeah. yeah. What What are you trying to say? It, it was an <laughs> absolutely awful movie. Ariana DeBose was the best part of that movie, and to see her kill it again in West Side. Like, listen. The girl has a great future ahead of her. She's fantastic. She's an incredible actress, incredible voice. I, 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 want, I want bright things for her. So I hope she does get an Oscar nod. I think it's 100% deserved. I, I think she kills it. Like in terms of performances, I'm right there with you. I think Mike Fast was amazing. Ariana DeBose, Rachel Zegler, David Alvarez all killed it. Like it was just, it was just a great, a great time. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I want to say. And Rita Moreno, who of course is a goat. <laughs> well, do we want to give final scores? Yeah, let's go for it. Sweet, Phoenix, you started off. All right, Mister so, Musical. Right. So, uh, West Side Story as a whole is not one of my favorite musicals, but I do think what uh, Steven Spielberg did here was a dramatic, dramatic improvement over the 1961 version and i have to give him props for that so this movie sits at four stars for me it is one it is one of the movies that i consider the best of the year but it is four stars for me solid great work enjoy the hell out of it we'll watch it again where will it be on your your 2021 ranked i am not sure um i know it'll be either just outside my top 10 Somewhere in you, you said in the Heights was better than this on Twitter, but in the Heights is like in the teens on your 2021 list. So yeah. where where where's the the difference there? I may have to amend that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, they're both four stars, but yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the difference between your you is you have like 24 stars and above and I have like <laughs> seven, eight Oh, seven now because this is four stars for me um everything filmmaking wise with this movie adored this the sets the the lighting the cinematography the freaking costumes like yes yes this movie to oscar for for costumes because when they were in the dance the jets were blue themed and the like red orange theme of the sharks i think that went that could have gone unnoticed the choreography there uh, the choreography in general is fantastic the music i loved um the story was was really good too the only thing is that how you know somebody get a counter on the amount of times we said these three words how can you forgive somebody who killed your brother <laughs> because that that was a little off for me but um also if we're if we're gonna nitpick here i'm fine with them speaking spanish because it's realistic mm-hmm. but throw some subtitles on there or <laughs> have them speak in english 
I one of my friends that that I went to this this movie with uh studied abroad in spain and i literally turned to her like five times in the movie and i was like what what did they just say because i had no idea i had no idea so it's a four star for me like i said it's one of the best movies of the year so fall at this point in time in between five and six not sure which one yet um but i don't anticipate it's going to stay there just due to you know we're getting a lot of great movies coming out here soon but hopefully it stays in my top 10 of the year. Um, I was surprised by this. I was surprised. Not that I was going to go in, you know, hoping to dislike it. I don't do that with anything. Um, but I just was skeptical. I was skeptical. And uh, this blew me away. I loved it. I saw it in Dolby. First time I've ever been in Dolby theater. And the inside of my ears were tingling at that sound. So um, great theater Dolby. experience. Great film. And um, Spielberg is back. He's back. We love we love Steven Spielberg and Miss Zach. Name. What do you think? Um, so for me, um, honestly, I I would have to rate this movie even higher than that. Only and the only reason I think I would is because it naturally spoke to me very emotionally. So for me, I have to give this movie five stars. Like I. Wow, I think that's the I, first time in a while that we've given a movie five stars on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love this movie, the story, everything about this movie. Uh, I think the last five star I gave was James Bond. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, I mean, this is this is so specific to me, especially being half Mexican, half white. You know, it, it is it is so specific to a lot of things I can relate to. I. I mean, I loved it, man. Uh, yeah, five stars, absolutely. All right, solid all around the board, though. That's what's good. Five stars from Zach, four from everyone else. Uh, what did you guys think of West Side Story 2021? Please let us know. You guys can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Pod. And uh, please share your thoughts. All right, so we're going to move on, guys. It is that time. It is time for Film Code. It was my cold word this week, and I am so super excited to hear what these guys have come up with as their guesses. Uh, real quick, here are my here was my cold word and our clues. Your cold word was season. Your clues were 2000 to 2010. Your other clue was the lead actress was the star of a popular TV show, and two writers on this project have worked together on every single project. Zach, you are first to kick us off. What do you got? Man, I'm, re- I'm regretting my answer already because <laughs> I totally thought I had it. And then I, I just pulled up the movie I, I'm about to say here and it is not within that timeline. So, but I thought I, thought I was close. So anyways, um, <laughs> so my guess is The Conjuring. Um, the reason I said The Conjuring um, is because it stars Vera Farmiga in it, who is also currently in Hawkeye. Um, and it, it also has the two writers in there. Um, you said have always worked at it. It's, it's the brothers. I believe it's the Hayes brothers, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why I, I was guessing The Conjuring. But 
and it's season, so I'm thinking paranormal, Halloween time. Wow. That, that's what made me think, okay, this could be The Conjuring. So that's why I picked that answer. But yeah, I, I, now that you said the time <laughs> again, I'm like, no, it's not that, but I tried. Good guess. Good guess. Yeah. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, so um, this totally seems like a movie that you would like to. Totally. <laughs> um, the lead of a, the TV show is The Morning Show, Jennifer Aniston. Um, why does Nathan oh. have that face? Because <laughs> I'm going to predict a movie like that, too. So, so the lead of the TV show, Jennifer Aniston. Um, the, this movie has a crazy cast, though. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, 2009. The two writers, Abby Cohen and Mark Silverstein, have always they're writers for six movies they've always worked together and the movie is 2009's he's just not that into you <laughs> which has drew barrymore as a producer but also bradley cooper scarlett johansson jen Ooh. jennifer anderson ben affleck drew barrymore in it chris christopherson like this cast is crazy but it to- i don't know where season comes into play i've never seen the movie but it just totally just seems like a Phoenix movie. <laughs> All right, Nathan, what do you got, sir? Going a little bit of a different route. Um, I'm glad we're not copying each other. Um, but I went with the morning show as well with Jennifer Aniston. I got to say, this was a hard one. This was a really hard one. Uh, you didn't give us a whole lot of wiggle room here. Right. Um, I'm going with 2006's The Breakup, directed by Peyton Reed, also starring Jennifer Aniston uh we're getting we're getting a little stingy on the writing credits because vince vaughn and jeremy garlic have only written two things together so we're getting a little (laughs) stingy there but that is technically them writing everything the criteria fits i'm not very confident that's my answer oh wow i am so proud of you guys for getting three different answers and none of you got the right one that's amazing (laughs) shocker yeah. yeah, so your lead actress, who was the star of a popular TV show, is Zoe Deschanel, who was the star of uh, New Girl, which was a very popular TV show. Your two writers who've worked together on every project is Scott Neustadter and Michael H. Weber, who have worked together on The Disaster Artist, The Fault in Our Stars, Me Before You, The Spectacular Now, Paper Towns. Let it snow, our souls at night. Let it snow. <laughs> and the movie is from the year 2009, and it is season because the season is actually in the title. The movie is 500 Days of Summer, starring ah. Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon Levitt. That was your code word. I hope now all of you go and watch it, and I want to hear your thoughts on it next week. There it is. There's your code word this week. I'm kind of disappointed in myself because I literally <laughs> just watched the Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man movies and Mark Webb directed 500 Days of Summer. Yes, he did. It was right <laughs> under my nose. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in myself on that. But I would have never guessed New Girl because I thought it was like recently a popular TV show. Um, there was not a lot of, there was a lot of vagivity in that. Yes, but I figured the two writers who worked together would have given you yeah, Give but me I mean, of- like, my my two writers have done six movies together. <laughs> so, I mean, like, and it's a lot easier than a, you think. Lead actress of a popular TV show is 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 very Very generic. vague, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So thank you guys for playing. Good luck. Hope you guys enjoy the movie. Um, we are going to get up out of here. Nick, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yep, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nick Spain. All right. <laughs> Zach, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me on Letterboxd at ZSneaks and on Twitter at ZachSmeath. That is Z-A-C-H-S-N as in Nancy, E-A-T-H. All right. Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yep, you can find me on Letterboxd at Nathan Pig. And on Twitter, at NathanPig5, starting to talk about movies a little bit more on my Twitter account. So if you're a big movie lover, check me out over there. All right, guys. And you can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. And as always, please follow the show on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>